You're listening to The Uncommon Podcast, where we celebrate the stories of men and women who are living uncommon lives. These individuals pursue excellence and purpose in their relationships and work. They optimize their health and stewardship, and they embody victorious vision and fervent faith. Be inspired and encouraged to follow your own uncommon path and live a life of authenticity, accountability, and adventure. Welcome, everybody, to The Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Philip. I'm Ryan. And we're here with another one of your favorite podcast shows you've ever, ever heard in your life. I can't wait to get into this one. We've been talking and trying to really unpack radical relationships. We have a guest today, which is our first guest ever. And when we talk about just staples, that's going to get us millions of downloads. We got the guy. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard his voice. You just heard it right now. His name's Matt Fry, one of my close friends, married to the love of his life for 33 years, have the perfect family, mm. two children, they're married. Keep going. And they're, he's a soccer player, uh, but just a heart to shepherd other people. And so when I was thinking of uh, mentorship, and we even had a show, I was thinking, we got to get Matt in here. Just a heart of a shepherd to go after, hear people, see what's going on, meet them where they're at, and try to get them to the next level, which... We kind of unpacked mentorship as somebody who sees value or sees something in you that's bigger than what you see in yourself and is willing to prove it to you. That's kind of my definition. But anyway, Matt Fry, dude, welcome to the show, my welcome man. It is awesome. Obviously, like you said, Philip, good friends. Ryan, great to just meet you. And uh, man, I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be a great this conversation. Is your, yes. This is your second podcast, but the first yes. podcast you went uh, has millions of downloads. Correct. So yeah, we're big. expecting this to... Uh, <laughs> Go viral. Yes. Jeff, if you're out there, you're welcome. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right, right. That's right. Okay. So I want to start first uh, just by like uh, giving our listeners just a background of why do you think you have such a heart for mentorship? Uh, A lot of things come to mind. Two things emerge that I'll tell you. Uh, So grew up in a pastor's home. I'm a pastor. So that's my context for mentoring. Um, The way I grew up, I think so much in my life was developed as a young person through the mentoring of a coach, especially who, Mm. you know, I still look to as a huge influence in my life. And so the impact it had on me as a, as a kid, having someone come along, another, another man come alongside my dad and reinforce the values that my parents were instilling in me. But sometimes you can't hear that from your dad, right? You're not hearing that from your parents. Right. And, and, you know, you go home, I'd say, I'd say, dad, coach Logan said this and, I can see on my dad's face, like, I've been telling you that for you know, the last <laughs> yes. six months. Yes. So so experience, especially as adolescent, uh, f- formational in my life. And then h- having been in ministry so long, so many guys get into ministry and they think it's going to be tasks and it's people. It is tasks, right. but it's also importantly right. people. Yes. And so, uh, and my dad was really good at that as a pastor. And I think he modeled that well as a pastor. And so I think when I got into ministry, the longer I've been, I've been doing it a while is I've come to realize, you know, the old adage, don't know, don't care how much you know, unless they know how much you care. It's true. It's true. And so yes. building those bridges of relationships in ministry and seeing that as a priority, when I, I think so, some people get into ministry thinking, oh, it's all these things, I, cool things I get to do. I get to preach in front of people and I get to talk to big crowds and sometimes. But the bread and butter of that ministry is pouring into other people, building relationships. Individually. And so, right. And so, 
you know, that doving, dovetailing with what I experienced as a kid, man, that's, that has blossomed in my life and become such a priority. It's so interesting though, as children, our parents are the ones who are seeking out teams and coaches that can pour into us. But when it really matters the most, which is parent adulting, we'll say, we have no concept of trying to find someone to come and help us pour into us. And I'm not saying there's a pride thing there, but it might be, but they're like, Hey, I'll figure it out. Or I don't want to be transparent enough to be like, help me here. And so one thing that I've been kind of consciously trying to pour into my children is like, never feel bad about seeing somebody who's good at something, complimenting them and then asking them to help you Mm -hmm. in the process. I think there's so much wisdom into just constantly being coached and mentored because life is hard, right? Mm -hmm. And there's, there's times where you're just like, I just don't know. And there's somebody who probably has felt that same way that can at least give you their experiences to help you through that time. So, okay. So when in this point, because I think that's true too, like it takes a village when you're parenting and like you can say it to your kids, but it sounds like Charlie Brown's parents, like, (laughs) and somebody else says it and it's like, oh wow, that really helped me. So tell me this, do you think your, your father was intentional with who he was like asking to do that? Or do you think that was just a natural thing that would come into seek you out and help you kind of move forward? Um, a couple things about that. One thing I really respect him, the answer is yes, he did. He, he, I think he intentionally sought out those people. But something he did well, and I feel like I tried to do that with my son. Um, you know, my focus, my focus growing was more sports. Mm. My son, sports, but music. I mean, my son is, he's in ministries and music. He's a worship pastor. Right. And if you know anything about Matt, he is huge in the vocal music. I could sing, but I won't. <laughs> You got a mic right in front of you. I'm telling you, it's not your favorite thing. It's so tempting. I do it in jest, but yeah. yeah. And there's a long story there, but I won't go into it. But anyway, my son, great musician. And he picked up the the guitar at a young age to the point where it was like disciplining him was not letting him play the guitar instead of making him play the guitar. I mean, he's a great musician. I feel like I noticed that early in his adolescence and realized Mm. I've got to become familiar with his world instead of dude, I wish you wanted to play soccer, you know? Yeah. So that's a key. And then out of that, bringing alongside him guys who, so dad shares that enthusiasm, even though that's not my world, man. Yeah. But good for you. Tell me about, tell me about that song. Tell me about playing the guitar. What do you like, you know, entering into his world and then bringing alongside him guys who did love that. Mm -hmm. He had, he had this one guitar teacher, Aaron, who was so unorthodox in his style. And I thought I'm paying this kid (laughs) to teach my son, but he, to this day, he loved that guy. Talks about him. Yes. And yeah. as much for what he learned about the technicalities of a guitar, it's, Aaron was just a cool guy. You know, he's kind of an offbeat musician kind of yeah. dude. He's uncommon. Yeah, he was, that? man. <laughs> yeah. But like he, he connected with my son so powerfully. I mean, if he, uh-huh. if Christian was here today, I'd say favorite guitar teacher. I guarantee he'd bring Aaron's name up because, you know, that's the impact that Aaron had on him. So it's that, it's that thing of, You've got to enter into their world, first of all, and then figure out, all right, what's the landscape of men, in my case, who would connect with my son? Later on, quickly, was it was a guy who was into construction. My son works with his hands. Look at me. I can't work with my hands. I can't, I can't build anything. But my son has those gifts. You know, yeah. He got it from my wife's family, I guess. But, but the guy, John, there's a guy, John, came alongside him and had those skills, taught wow. him those things, was ahead of him in those things. And to this day, man, their relationship is so Kudos good. to you for seeing like, hey, this isn't really my skill sets. There probably is somebody that can connect with my son in this level. 
Yeah, and some of that was by the grace of God. You know, the Christian just found that person. But right. me kind of fought like, yes, I'm going to pour gas on that fire. I'll spend oh, time oh. with them, hang yeah, out with them, you know. Sure. So that's important. For yeah. sure. So one thing in this show that we try to do is just like have an uncommon perspective on different things, right? So mentorship is what we're talking today. So one thing I wanted to talk to you about, because I think a lot of our listeners will be those people who want to mentor tour people mm-hmm. and there'll also be people on this listening who's like hey I, I wouldn't mind getting poured into here yeah so let's talk about from the mentors perspective what does it take to be a good mentor and then later we're going to talk about what does it take to be a good mentor e if that's a word uh, yeah and then we're going to go from there but what does it take to be a good mentor in your eyes and obviously many definitions here right yeah well, well that list we'll never exhaust that list here today because it's so and it's interesting, we're having this conversation. I chatted with you, Philip, about this uh, a little earlier uh, when we were talking about the podcast. Uh, we're having this conversation at our church right now. You know, is there a way for us to sort of put together a list that we could give an FAQ that would say, hey, it, coming into this relationship, uh, wanting to be mentored or wanting to mentor, here's here's kind of 10 ground rules you need to think. Bef- before you enter into this relationship, mm-hmm. here's some things you got to think about. So I think that's always a great question. And again, there's tons of resources out there, but we're trying to boil that down. Um some things that come to mind. Let's talk about, I, I think two big ones emerge. And again, downstream of these things are a lot of implications for the person being mentored or the person mentoring. For someone being mentored, I think it's, I think it's coming in, expectations make the world go around. We're married, we understand half a marriage is figuring out my expectations, right? In a lot of ways. Unmet expectations it, are a res- that, relationship killer. Give me the t-shirt, right? I mean, that's <laughs> what all of us deal with. But it's, it's true in mentoring as well. And I think I sit with a lot of young men who, when I sit down the first time and they talk about a mentoring relationship, it's what what do you want out? This sounds simple, but it, a lot of times it's not. They haven't thought about that. First thing right. I ask. What do you want out of this? Right. And sometimes that's just this complicated, you know, word vomit of like, dude, you don't know what you want out of this. So that's where we got to start. So Go back when you're ready. Correct. Yeah. And so now what I've done is I've kind of added to that. Like, listen, here's three or four ways this relationship could go. In, in talking to you, you, it sounds like you need, you and I need to open a book together and read that book on this because I think that would help you. Or it's, I mean, with some guys who it's like, you know what, just, we're going to meet every other week and I want you to debrief, distill your last week for me. Mm. Highs, lows, what do you need some advice on? Mm-hmm. So expectations when I think if a younger man, woman is sitting out there and saying, here's a person I know, I'd love if they'd mentor me. Okay. Really hone the expectations you have for that what relationship. What are your expectations here? I'd like to hear it. That's e- my e- first question I'll ask. Correct. Right. Because if they're like, listen, I want somebody to meet daily. I'm not your guy. I'm just not <laughs> yes. your guy. Yes. And that sounds crazy, but you'd be surprised, man. There's, you would be, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of guys that, that uh, you know, they, they feel the need of it so overwhelmingly. They're so desperate for it that, yeah. Mm. Um, the consistency, the consistency they expect is like, dude, we, no one's going to do that for you. So, yeah, right. so I, I think, I think that's the big one. And again, there's more we can talk about, but there's a lot of things downstream. You get that right, the relationship can really be good. Well, mentoring. I think that's a good place to start because everyone's so different. There's yeah. one person that's like, hey, this, I just need you to debrief on what's going on in my life and, and listen to me. The other person is like, I'm really struggling trying to pray with my wife. Maybe there's a book that we can. Y- yes we can read together Correct. or something like a specific thing that you're talking about. Correct. So that's good. I think too there with, with someone who's being mentored, uh, expiration date on the relationship. You know, that's another thing that oh, a lot good. of times it, you get into and it's like, you know, we've been it, church world, man. You've been in a group sometimes where you're like, holy cow, is this, how, there's, no, I feel like I'm never, am I ever going to be able to get out of here or what? Yeah. So I think communicating to someone who wants to be mentored 
hey, I sense this needs a shelf life. After after three months, we're going to assess where are we at because I think you can fly. Right. Yeah. Or six months or whatever. So so that's another thing. Quickly, let me, let me run to a mentor. Here's what I notice. As a man who's getting older, and again, who's done, I want to make myself sound smart. So I say, you know, I'm getting older. <laughs> but here's what I've noticed. A lot of, a lot of guys who want to mentor want to tell you everything they know. Mm. That's the problem I have sometimes going to a guy and being like, hey, would you mentor? They think it's finally someone's going to listen to me, right? <laughs> yeah. And I, I got don't all know, this wisdom to depart <sighs> on you. And I don't know if you guys are sat on the other side of the table with a guy like that, but man, dude, it's like, it's I, tough. that yeah. is not what I need. So I think what I've experienced with guys, and again, my context is a lot men, men to men, but this can be true, I'm sure, women to women, uh, is helping a guy who's going to mentor understand Brother, how do you open up your ears and listen? Because if you don't, you're you're, you're not going to get the depth of what this younger person needs you to kind of pour into their mm. lives. And sometimes that begins with a ton of listening. And sometimes it begins with listening. And you're like, I don't want to listen to this, but you need to, yeah. to to really kind of let that person give you a sense of where they're at. Right. So I think, by and large, and this is me personally because I got a lot of words, but. With a lot of guys, I think the tough thing about mentoring is they come into it, and again, it's expectations, but they come into it thinking, I got all this wisdom. Finally, I'm going to get to pour it out on marriage or on. And right. so listen, learning how to listen as an older man. And for some guys, that's a brand new skill. Right. And helping people unpack a thought. Like yeah. just when they say one thing, it's like maybe there's a follow-up seven questions I need to hear before there's anything I need to say. Yes. That's right. That's important. And the other side of that is knowing knowing when to speak, when... At, after this, after this person being mentored has poured their heart out, like knowing how do I follow up on that right. with the right question that's going to take me to the next level with this person. Right. So, uh, you know, a lot of mentors are intimidated by it. And I say, and in my own life, I say, hey, it's not hard, but boy, you, there are some listening communication skills that you've got to develop. And if you don't have them, you got to build those muscles, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Real quick, the other side of that with mentoring, I think as a mentor is, is not therapy for you. And sometimes that can be a problem too. Yeah, you know, as, right. as mentors, we can come in and that person is looking to us not to have all the answers, but to have some things figured out. So don't come in all of a sudden turning that relationship into, all right, let me tell you how hard it's been for me. And you know, that younger person's on the other side, like, wow. Yeah. Like, whoa, this is, yeah. Who needs the help here? You or me? I bet you, you've been yeah. there sometimes with guys. And so, oh, yeah. So I think to helping a mentor know what are the boundaries when you start out? You know, mm-hmm. how, how do you make that younger person feel like, okay, I'm secure in this relationship or there, there are some things he's put together here. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, cause if you step into that role as a mentor, you, you've kind of admitted to that. Like I've got some things figured out, quote unquote, mm-hmm. that I want to help you right. through. Yeah. You don't say it like that, but that's important too. Right. And there's a fine line as a mentor like being transparent of being like, Hey, I've struggled with those same things too. You know, like, and opening up in that way yep. versus like, let me one up you. Like, yeah, let uh, me tell you like what I was into. Bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Correct. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is nothing. Yeah. Well, it is something or he wouldn't have told you about it. Right. Yes. Right. But being humble enough to yeah, acknowledge right. that you also are fallible and have struggled. I was going to ask you, Matt, because one thing that I've heard as I've kind of explored the space of, being a good husband specifically is 
not trying to solve your your wife's problems when she expresses or is is complaining or which is just the shared. hardest hardest yeah, hardest or is just thing. sharing like, about made, how because I could like, <laughs> <laughs> we got it all figured out <laughs> yeah so like taking that into a mentorship relationship I almost think and we wanted to get your thought on this is like how much of it is really asking the right questions to help the mentee come about their own solution instead of you kind of swooping in and be like oh here's what you need to do boom boom boom. All right, see you next week. What, is, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'll tell you, Ryan, I think, you know, the same thing that works in marriage in that relationship works with a, with a mentoring relationship in that, you know, good husbands learn to ask, and this happens in my marriage, either verbally or non-verbally, oh, you know, Jolynn and I, my wife, we've communicated enough that I know getting into that situation now, this is not something she wants me to solve. This yeah. is something she just wants me to listen to. Mm-hmm. Or... Vice versa, like sometimes, I love these times, they're few and far between. She wants me to solve this. <laughs> awesome. Finally, I get to put my skill set to work. So I think that carries into a relationship with someone you're mentoring of where you have to develop as a mentor, uh, either either you create these ground rules as you begin the relationship or as you, as you grow in mentoring, you learn to listen for this. I need to solve this problem for this person. Or... I can tell. I just need to listen here, mm. or sometimes if, if that's a little unclear, you you know you kind of have permission to say to that young. In my case, oftentimes a young man, hey, uh, it sounds like it sounds like you need some answers here, or or do you just need me to listen to this? So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll ask that, but sometimes I think you develop the skills to know. Yeah, uh, this is something I need to you know this is something I need to break into and give him some. Hey, I'm going to give you some ideas here how to take care of that problem, or. Brother, I'm sorry. I, you know, I, I don't have words. I, I just want to listen to what you had to say, mm-hmm. and then, and then, you know, respond in, uh, you know, in, in my line of work. There may be something in the Bible I'll go to, or right. pray with this person, or mm-hmm. whatever. But I, it's a great point because it's a great point in marriage, and it happens in a, in the relationship with someone you're mentoring. You you have to develop that kind of that kind of ear. Like, which is it? Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting. I think I think sometimes in mentoring, it's easier to uh it's easier sometimes to listen too much and not solve problems yeah you know and every week becomes right. just a it's a counseling session a, not a coaching session a, like correct a mentoring show correct so there there forward. is a ba- in marriage sometimes it's easier to solve the problem and you should listen better listen better i think in mentoring sometimes it's easier to listen too much and not solve the problems yeah. that's that's been my experience so it's, it's an interesting thing you open up there mm-hmm. uh right. both those things are true in mentoring as they are in marriage right I've heard somebody, actually it was my aunt who was going through counseling. My wife had such a brilliant question she asked her. She said, hey, in counseling, what was the one thing that you'd learn if you could distill it down one thing? And my aunt said the most brilliant, like the most mind-blowing thing. She said, oh, I know exactly what it is. She said, it was a family counselor. She said, never ask questions. And we were like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Like, isn't that your job? And she says, well, here's the deal. At the end of the day, we all have places that we want to take people in the conversations. And sometimes with the questions we ask, we are leading them. So it's sometimes super important just to state what they just stated. Hey, I feel really hurt when this happens. Like, so, okay, you feel hurt when I, when I do this, you know, mm-hmm. and then like, you're just listening. You're not leading anything. You're truly listening and yeah. not leading the witnesses as, as they say, yep. but you're hearing what they're saying. And then giving them a platform to keep talking because yep. you're listening. Hey, it's I great. heard you. Or say it in a different way. But like, so 
if I can say it in my own words, this is what I hear you saying. Right. And they're like, yes, that's what I'm saying. And then, so there is some of that, that I thought that was a brilliant thing of like, Oh, cause I asked too many questions. I know I do, you know, but I just have questions. And nine times out of 10, when you come into that relationship as the mentor, you're the stronger person anyway. Uh, sometimes the person that comes, I experience this very often is desperate, small D, you know, they're coming mm. into the relationship like, man, this, the wheels are falling off this. I really need mm. someone to talk to or they're unsure. So yeah, you're right. You can set the tone for the whole thing. And I've, I've done this where I've gotten into mentoring relationships and I've thought, this guy needs a book to read. Here's a book I know. This, oh, great. I'll read this book. You know, three weeks in, it's like the dude hasn't read the book. And I feel like, what's wrong with you, man? You're wasting my time. And I realized <laughs> yeah. he didn't need a book. Yeah. I thought he did. Yeah. But I kind of entered into this relationship a little presumptive. Yeah. And it's, it's because of exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I kept asking questions and I kind of led him along. Right. So yeah, it's that's a good point about the whole listening thing and and letting them drive some of that. Is yeah, super and sometimes important. too, I've found that like in some conversations, it's they always go to the worst parts of their life. It's sometimes t- it's good to be like, well, tell me what's good. What's what is it that's thriving in your life? Yep, and kind of get them pull back a little bit. Like, hey, you're not destitute on a de- desert here. Yep, you know and. And here's another thing too that it's interesting to me that I'm finding kind of like a common theme of sometimes it's just when's the last time you served somebody else? Hmm. When's the last time? Because the world says that you're the center of the world, so like just keep focus on you, and eventually you're going to find happiness. And I'd say be baloney on that, mm-hmm. right? Like that's not true. Like when's the last time you poured out to somebody else? So I think as much as it's great to go seek out a mentor, sometimes it's nice to be mentor to somebody else mm-hmm. and hearing some of the struggles that people have mm-hmm. and, and also then seeing that in your light of like, wow, maybe my, my issues aren't that bad or, you know, like it puts them in context, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so I think all those are really good. Mentoring is, it's interesting. Mentoring opportunities come to me in two ways. Very often it'll be, someone will come to me and say, I want to mentor to that person. Yeah. It, it's, it's very often. I start with this when they come into the con you know, on the phone or whatever, I say, when we meet, what are we going to talk about? And that at least gives me a jumping off point. Yeah. And before we meet, a sense to think about, it doesn't sound like they need a mentor. Or it does sound like they have a clear idea of what a mentor is. This is going to go really well. Or we've got to figure this whole thing out. Back to the beginning of our conversation. You know, how do you do it well? So mm-hmm. that's always interesting. When someone says, hey, I, I, would you be willing to mentor me? And that happens very often with in my context. Again, very young guys, like right out of college or mm-hmm. in college. And I could tell they just heard that and they think... For whatever yeah. reason, you know, uh, this is a guy. The other context is often, again, for me, pastoring is I'll meet someone at the church. This happened twice this week. And we just sit down and talk. We meet. And it's like uh, my f- when, when I'm in that situation, it starts with, hey, what are we going to uh, or, or uh, tell me your story. That's yeah. how I'll start with yeah. that person. Like they didn't come to be mentored. But I'll say, tell me your story. And again, it's, it's not leading the question. It's just, and man, there's always this. I met with the guy this week and it's like, deep breath and it's like <laughs> his comment to me this week was i have a jigsaw puzzle of a life and he did man he there's a lot of <laughs> but the whole way through the conversation i'm starting to realize yeah man this guy could really use someone to come alongside him or mm. no this guy this is just going to be kind of a one-off conversation and i'm just going to get to hear his story mm. but the, those have been those have been some ways in which i've gotten into mentoring relationships or provided those relationships for other mentors to enter into the life of a guy so yeah, it's good Hey, this is Philip and Ryan. 
taking a quick break from our episode to bring you a huge announcement. Registration for our live experiences is now open. That's great, Philip. What are the experiences? I'm glad you asked, Ryan. We're offering two experiences. The Uncommon Escape is just that, a 16-hour escape that will disrupt your daily routine with a fun competition and exercises for personal growth. All while you get to know fellow Uncommoners, you'll walk away with three things, renewed energy and focus, authentic friendships and like-minded men, actionable tools to enhance your relationships and attain worthwhile goals. That sounds fun. What's the other experience? The other option is our Elevate experience, the one I'm personally excited about. It's a 48-hour retreat specifically geared towards men desiring to go further, faster, and have a ton of fun in the process. You'll enjoy unique experiences and elevate your personal growth through expert coaching and intensive hands-on training. You will walk away with three things, once-in-a-lifetime experiences, a six-month action plan to achieve your most transformative goals, and a clear, defined sense of identity and purpose in your life. Wow, that sounds uncommon and awesome. How do I get in on this? Another great question. Uh, Use the link in the show notes and fill out your application. Once we review your application and you're accepted, we'll reach out with the next steps. We're only taking eight men on each experience, so get your application in ASAP and take that next step to your uncommon journey today. I was going to ask you about that specifically, like at this stage in your life, what does it look like for you when you're meeting with someone maybe for the first time and they've expressed a desire to have some type of mentor relationship? Are you taking on mentees at this point or is it more so you're kind of as a pastor Mm -hmm. pointing them in the direction of some other? I mean, everybody wants to meet with me, so that makes it hard. (laughs) Yeah, I can't no. believe we got you on today. I know, 300 dude. downloads for I, this podcast. You know, you're welcome. Again, you're welcome. Uh, it's that. That's a that's a great question. Uh, because I'm at that point, and it's it's not because of who I am. It's because of visibility. You know, number one, and it's because of the amount of time I have. I'm availability. Em- available. Yep. I'm an yep. empty nester. Right. My kids are raised. It's my wife and me. My my wife travels some for her work, so I have a lot of time. So I get into those a lot. I I am at the tipping point, Ryan, where I would say. When I go into conversations with somebody new who I sense wants this relationship, I'm thinking of who's the, Who who's the Philip Ramsey that might be good for this guy. Or, yeah. And I, by the grace of God, we have a church full of men who really get it when it comes to mentoring. So I am at a season in life where, you know, there's a, there's a circle of guys I meet with just because, you know, I've been meeting with them for a while. Or there's an issue going on where I'm like, I think I could really help this dude over the course of a couple of weeks or months or whatever. Right. But man, by and large now, I'm in I'm in the process of sharing the wealth yep. because it, you know, it's a great it's a oppor- blessing. Oh, it for is sure. for someone else to, and it's rare that I go to somebody and say, hey, I think you'd be great to, to meet with this person. They're like, wow, I would love to do that. So I, 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 I'm as much now looking for who's another guy that I could, you know, drop into this situation mm-hmm. to help this guy. So yeah. let's talk about a time when you're, when you're meeting with somebody regularly yeah, and you're seeing that things are not improving. Oh. That doesn't happen, does it? <laughs> Not with Ryan. <laughs> Man, yeah, I, I have a situation like this right now, and it's been a, a long, ongoing. And I, you know, to me, I call it this: it, it's a, it, we've reached the come to Jesus conversations, right? Where, and sometimes it's remedial. Sometimes it's just like we got to get this back on track. Mm-hmm. That's not so bad. That happens a lot in a in a mentoring relationship. Hey, we're meeting every other week, Tuesday mornings, or once a month for lunch. It. It's 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 
in an hour long conversation to say, Hey, we, we started here me for six months. We're here now. I, I'd like us to get back to here, or I'd like us to go to here, or I'd like us to end this thing. Those are common, but I have, I have a, a couple situations and have had situations where, you know, the things we're talking about are not making a difference in the person's life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you're not, someone said sometimes that counseling many times should be like this, where the, the counseling should be the low point of your week or your month. And the high point of your month should be when you're living your life, right? Mm. But sometimes mentoring and counseling turns into, I hate living my life. The only good thing in my life is I get to meet with you. Man, when, when I, and I, ah. we've all had people like that, right? Like, uh, what about Bob's situation? Uh, exactly. <laughs> and like, like you got to help them. Like, dude, we got to reverse the mounds again. Like, you know, you're, I noticed that like, you really like meeting with me at Smoky Row two Tuesdays a month, but right. it sounds like living your life uh, is really bad. when I'm buying the coffee. Yeah, that's right. Preach it, man. And yes. like, like, dude, we got to turn that around. So when I, you know, when I see those situations, I, that's like, a, Hey, we're going to have a come to Jesus. I'm, I'm going to tell you some hard things. I conversation with the guys weekly. I'm going to tell you some hard, I'm going to tell you some good things. I'm going to tell you some hard things here because some things we're talking about aren't changing and it's not you're wasting my time, but it kind of is you're wasting my time. We we've covered this, you know, right. I need this not to be a problem because dude, you got the tools to handle this. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's something I think you, and I feel like I'm a more gracious person. And so I'll listen for a couple weeks and let it, and and I, I, I'm learning to be more like, Hey, Hey, we're, we're, what are we doing here? Yeah. If we're not moving forward, we're going to cut this thing off, you know? Yeah. And my wife's been a big help there. Cause when I, you know, I debrief with her sometimes and it's like, why, why are you still having those conversations? It's like, <laughs> it's the fifth time you've had that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, that, I think you have to develop acumen for that. Like, where is that happening? Because yeah. you, man, you can begin to waste your time. Yeah. And I think that even goes back to what we talked at the top of this is just like coming together at the beginning with expectations because then you can look back at that and say this is what you committed to and i committed to for you and we've gone off the the rail somewhere so we need to either get back on track to what we committed to or we probably need to separate and let's talk about documentation because i remember a couple (laughs) times when i was first mentoring people i would give them notes of what we talked about so i could fall back on like hey we've talked about this and like where are we seeing it was exhausting but I, I kind of liked it too. Does that make sense? Like now, granted, I was the one who bought the coffee for the record. I was the one who was pouring out and then also doing the notes. So it was ended up being like at least a two hour thing, maybe meet with them for an hour and 15, then do the notes for 45 and then send them out, which I think it was valuable. But when I, when I think about it, so you guys take notes of like, well, at least the expectation conversation, Maybe you don't. I don't know. Maybe I, I should do that. I'm just, I'm just thinking to myself here, we're, we're, we're crossing into when mentoring becomes counseling, right? That's the struggle. Right. At, like, right. I, I'm reflecting on all this and I'm thinking my favorite relationships are, I have, I have like two I can think of where it's once a month, one's breakfast, one's lunch. And it's more of a, hey, since we talked last time, here's two or three things that went down. And what Help do you, me th- process what this, do you yeah. think about this? And they're usually marriage, parenting, work. And it's, a, it's, it's the conversation that, that is really helpful. Those conversations are really helpful. I feel like it's, it's a good investment of my time. It's a good investment of their time. The difficult ones are where, to your point, they're creating things where it's almost like, I have to take notes on this because I feel like we talked about this last week right. and we're talking about it again. And, you know, I need you to be okay and you're not okay, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so that, and it's interesting 
what you brought up there because oftentimes those ones I could take notes on, they want to meet more and not less. Yes. The guys I feel like I'm really helping are like, hey, once a month is, right. it's, it's all the time I want to give. It's all the time I know you probably want to give. And we're getting a lot accomplished in that hour lunch mm-hmm. as opposed to, man, I've been meeting with you every other week and we're, you know, you're falling into the same trap. And it's, again, it's like, do you like enjoy meeting with me more than you like living life? Cause that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So that's a, hmm. I, in some ways that yeah. I think that's, I've never done it, but that's a great thing to kind of use as ammunition. That's a bad word, but to say, Look, we're, we're right. covering. We're just covering the same ground every right. time. We, we got to make some progress. A starting here. point, right? Yeah. Like, hey, or like even at the beginning. Hey, what's your expectations of this? Okay, mm-hmm. I'd like to meet once every month. Okay, sounds right <laughs> for mm-hmm. my up my alley here. Mm-hmm. And then once we do that, like, and then writing those down. Hey, these are the things I want to work on. Okay, in three months, let's readdress and come back to this document and yep. see if we've seen any traction here. Yep. And like almost paint that picture early on. Yep. So then at least you have something to fall back on and hey, six, three months or whatever. We're yeah. Come back to that document. Have we seen growth? And if they do, how encouraged are you that like, wow, we're really getting somewhere. That's right. And them as well. So yeah. that's yeah. something. And so I, I guess, I guess in some ways my favorite mentoring relationships are the ongoing ones where it's just, you know, the Bible uses that iron sharpening iron where it's just every week we're just kind of, hey, the, the blade's a little dull. Let's sharpen it back up. I feel like in those relationships, every month we're taking new ground. It's like sometimes mm. totally different things. I enjoy that more than the, hey, here's six problems I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, and we're on the same six problems. Yeah. Because it does, you know, mentoring and counseling is different. They're yes. different things. And so, yeah. uh, you know, thinking about it now, reflecting on it, I enjoy those, the the latter ones better, the former ones better, the the more, yeah. hey, I just, you know, I, I love, I, I use this term, I love... Uh, it's kind of like an opportunity to roam around in someone's life every month when I sit down. Uh, let mm-hmm. me, here's what happened this month. Let me roam. Uh, I do a lot of premarital. Jillian and I do a lot of premarital. And that's what, to me, that's what premarital is. It's like, I let them talk and then it's like, oh, I'm going to, that could be a problem in Let's marriage. push on this one. Right. See what I'm going to roam around in your life a little bit. And yeah. well, you find out some good things. That's some great mentoring too. Mm. Uh, the, a great concept for mentoring. But it often happens in the ones where every month it's like, I just, I, I want to decompress about, hey, this is what happened in marriage. This is what happened with my kids mm-hmm. at my job. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me roam around. Yeah, we, we saw some things. See you next month. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're talking here about sometimes mentoring, counseling. How do they overlap? When do I cut somebody loose? Those are, those are helpful thoughts. Mm-hmm. I was going to, so, you, yeah, you gave the picture of the iron sharpens iron. Um, and even with that, you know, both are being sharpened. Like it's not just one that's being sharpened, the other one's being dulled. And so that kind of leads me to the question I had was, so you've been a pastor for how many years? Almost as long as I've been married, 30-ish, 31, 32. Okay. Yeah. Been married yeah. for 33, just All so right. you know. I'm yeah. bio. <laughs> gotcha. So in that time, yeah, you've mentored hundreds mm-hmm. of, of guys. I, I would love if you have a an example of just a, a mentor-mentee relationship where you were the mentor, where... Mm-hmm. Just being the mentor was, yes, you saw progress in their life, but you were also like edified in that and the ways in which that kind of took shape. Oh, man. There's so many. Hopefully you have a lot of examples. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about my failures, Ryan? That's easier. Yeah, that's easier. Uh, it actually is. But unfortunately, you know what I mean? It's like, wow. Because I, I, that's true. It's It's got to be the right relationship. I feel like it goes bad a lot more than it goes good simply because expectations, right? A guy yep. comes in and it's like, I thought it was going to be like this. Um. You know, there's two there's two examples I'll give you, and I feel like I've gotten away from this more. But relationships where guys struggled with a particular 
call it addiction, habit, problem, something they couldn't overcome. Mm. And, and so it wasn't, and they didn't need, they felt like they didn't need counseling. They just needed someone to enter into their life and say, how did you stop bad habits and start good habits in your marriage, your parenting, your personal integrity, your job, whatever. And I have stories about that where seeing a guy step in and get serious about that, again, you know, we go back to like, don't waste my time, man. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to waste your time. You really don't want to change this. But man, those relations, those relationships where a younger man has has really stepped into it and said, I don't want this to change because it's better for me, it's better for my wife, it's better for the girl I'm dating, it's better for my job, whatever it may be. I can think of scores of relationships like that where it's like, I feel like, man, I, it, I didn't do anything. You know, God just got a hold of your life and you decided, yeah, I'm going to fix this. And I just guided you along. That's been great. I think currently I'm in a relationship uh, with, the, with a mentoring relationship with a guy. Again, I talked about it once a month. We meet first Tuesday of, lunch, of every month we have lunch together. And it's just been, it's just been a joy because we talk just about common things in his life. And, and to see him to see him make the progress as a dad he's a dad he's a fa- he's a husband and he has a demanding job that's the demographic of our church right like oh, a man. lot of young men and so many men in marriage and parenting are just passive now and this guy's like i don't want to be that kind of passive yeah. person and so i sometimes i look at him ryan and i you know i drive home after lunch i'm thinking gosh i wish i could have been like i wish i would have had this the dynamic of this relationship but also his resolve you know to take these things seriously in his late 20s, early 30s. So that relationship is just life-giving. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'm like, man, I don't mind buying you lunch. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes he buys me lunch, which is great too. But yeah, awesome. yeah, that relationship is great. Yep. Very cool. What other ideas or thoughts do you have for a mentee? Like how does it, for a mentee, how can you be a good mentee, right? Like what can you do to make sure that you're... Uh, something else I've been thinking about that I would add, and this is this is the world we live in now, is the, the limitations of the relationship. We live in a world where, and this is not a joke, man. I sit down with some guys and it's like, well, the pastor in this church and my counselor and and my therapist mm. all said this. What do you think? <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know I was on a team, but yeah. I am on a team. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm telling you, especially I see this with younger people. And this isn't this isn't a pejorative statement about the world we live in of where therapy counseling is a big part. It's right. reality. Right. It is what it is. Right. But man, it's a different world than the world that I was a pastor in when I was 20 and 30 years old. Mm-hmm. So my point is, you know, helping, helping uh, someone you're mentoring understand the limits of what I can do based on their expectations and oh, what I can good. do. And again, we get back into that counseling thing, but you know, Again, especially young people, they come with sort of a cadre of people who are speaking into their lives. Pastors, counselors, therapists, which sometimes are different. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, the the host of my parents, my friends. My, yeah, right. So it's, you know, I feel like when I cut my teeth in ministry, you know, I was very young, 20. It was kind of like, oh, you're the pastor. All right, you're the guy with the answers. You're the guy. <laughs> you, and I wasn't. But it was easier. It was cleaner. It was clearer. Yeah. yeah. Now you've got, you know, you've you're got people. A team. Right now, you're and and I'm and again, therapists. Hey, some of them have education and training and expertise in areas I don't. But I just need someone to know that. Like I'll very often say, just so you know, I'm not a doctor. So here's what I am. I'm someone who's been trained on how to use the Bible, how to work in the context of a church, to give you some answers in what you're facing. So here's my answer. Mm, yeah. You know. So I'm I'm establishing the playing field. But I think that's 
that's something that's a reality in mentoring now that you are part of a part of the team that cares for a person. It's it's mm-hmm. an amazing it's an amazing time right. with yeah. that, you know? Right. I think that's great. And I think the accountability is really the thing that I love most about mentoring. Hey, where are we at here? You know, like I'll hold you accountable. What, what was it that you said that you wanted to go out and do? I never told you what to do. I, I'm just here to help you. Uh, I think it's really important. And also I think the people that I see maybe, I don't know, this is probably a blanket statement, but the people that I see that are thriving are the people who have a community of people around them. It's not just one guy. It's a community of people that can speak into their life. And it's like a group thought of like, hey, this is what's going on with my life. I think that's why it's important our church does a lot of do things with small groups or community groups whatever you call them there but there's an accountability s- split and then all the guys get down and then we get to like really go into hey this is what's going on in my life and there's five guys in there that get to like ask questions and listen and then okay you know i think this is what i think this is what you should do here you know like i think that's really powerful i think there's also one-on-one stuff that's really powerful too it's- but that's different it's than different. that's different than my comment I made about a team of you know therapists yes, and yes. counselors. But you're so right that so, you know some guys come and sometimes I'll be like, hey, do you, do you live life with anybody? Like yeah. you know, assuming they're not married, or even if they are married, like. And so many times you find out a guy a guy who's dying for a mentor is an isolated guy, yeah. and so I can help him. But a lot of times, to your point, man, I, I'm telling him, man, you got to get into some kind of community. Mm-hmm. You know, I I can't be your only source of how you're gonna process through what you're up against or how you're going to grow you, you may need to see me as an older man doing this and giving you advice but man there's there's guy there's people you can walk alongside to be poured into but to pour your life out as well and again the hump right. thing like that's where life is fun hopefully like the yes. top of the world is when you get to live life with other people not when you and i have to sit down and untangle a really messy problem right. i mean that's going to help right. but man if you don't have developed that rhythm and it comes in community you're right which is the best of a church sometimes churches don't do that well we make mistakes, but you're right, man. That, that community piece, when you're living life with people, it's huge. a big deal. Yeah, yes. It's a big deal. Yes. So I hope this gives you a different idea or a different perspective on mentoring, menteeing, being a mentee. Um, but I do think this is a really good podcast. And it's just a good, I think, topic just to talk about, hear about, understand from a different perspective. I hope this gives you an uncommon view. That's what we try to do here at The Uncommon Podcast. You've been listening. I've been your host, Philip. I'm Ryan. Thanks for listening. Until next time, man, go get a mentor. Yeah. And and be a mentor. Be a mentor. Thank you, Matt. My privilege. Thanks, guys. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah.